Okay, you ready? I am ready. Looking for anything in particular, sir? Yes, um, that necklace there, how much is it? It's 270 pounds. Um, all right, uh, I'll have it. Lovely. Would you like it gift wrapped? Uh, yes, all right. Lovely. Let me just pop it in the box. Could we be quite quick? Certainly, sir. Ready in the flashiest of flashes. There. That's great. Not quite finished. Look, actually, I don't need a bag. I'll just put it in my pocket. No, this isn't a bag, sir. Really? This is so much more than a bag. Could we be quite quick, please? Prontissimo. What's that? It's a cinnamon stick, sir. Actually, I really uh, can't wait. Oh, you won't regret it, sir. Want a bet? It is but the work of a moment. Yeah. Almost finished. Almost finished? What else can that be? You're going to dip it in yogurt? Cover it with chocolate buttons. Who knows? We're going to pop it in the Christmas box. But I don't want a Christmas box. But you said you wanted a gift wrapped. I did, but... This is the final flourish. Can I just pay? All we need now... Oh, God. There's a sprig of holly. No, 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 no. No bloody holly. But, sir, then... Leave it, leave it, just leave it. Folks, and how you be? Christmas in the air, and it's Hanukkah, you see. So pull up a chair, turn off the TV. It's the podcast the week before Love Actually. And if that's not enough, so it's not always the same, should we talk a little Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So let's get it moving with a big wow, and it all starts right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new podcast of The Nightfly with Dave Jessica. I'm so happy to announce that today, our guest, as promised last week, but I didn't think it was going to work out, I said, well, maybe we can get her. Sophia Samrad is here, everybody. Hi, how's everyone doing? Yes, the most beautiful girl I've ever seen is in my studio, which everybody knows is my apartment. It's okay. Definitely your apartment. (laughs) How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. How are you? Good. Not bad. Yes, you look beautiful as always. The only reason I bring it up is because the first time I met you, I think I said, oh my God, you're the hottest girl I've ever seen. Yeah, my friend Laura was there. She can vouch for it. (laughs) (laughs) And then history was made. Uh, yeah, but then you realize my, I've got personality as well. And you're like, let me bring you on to my podcast. No, then I realized that your personality was horrible, but you still <laughs> are really pretty. Aw, thank you. No, then you turned out to be just like really nice. 
which is odd for a hot girl, and um, your friends were nice, which is also <laughs> odd for a hot girl, and uh, you turned out to be a really good friend. Yeah, I, I try to be a good person to most people, unless I don't like them. Yes, I know, and I <laughs> and you've told me many times a lot of people dick you around, which is odd because you are a really good person. I wouldn't say a lot of people dick me around. I think that's a bit of an overstatement. Uh, well, maybe I put it in the wrong context, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people treat you badly. I mean, you, you, you know, you've called me before almost crying sometimes, and I'm not just talking about in that particular sense of what you know we're discussing, but just uh, like uh, you've always tried to help me uh, stuff like with the Chipotle stuff or even that coffee the, remember that Ely coffee yeah and then all of a sudden that guy became crazy no no and, no, no, uh, no 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 there's one. some sort of backstory <laughs> no no one went crazy with Ely coffee um, I'm still very good friends with Steve, who is one of the marketing managers for Ely coffee oh he still works there he still works there yeah oh. um Actually, funny story. He was, you know, a fire festival, that festival that was going on by like Ja Rule. It was like this crazy thing that like. Is that the the one that was a horrible mess that they (laughs) told everybody that they get all these packages and it turned out you just got a sandwich? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Illy was meant to be sponsoring that festival. And I was actually given a free pass at the festival. And I also get a lot of free things being an attractive girl. Maybe that's the reason why I get. Well, when I asked you how you got those free Chipotle cards that we could use (laughs) as gifts for the football show, you're like, "Um, uh, maybe you don't understand. I see I'm hot. So, like, you weren't even being. <laughs> that uh, wasn't my. Well, excuse. but you pretty much said that, and I was like, "Oh, right, God." Yeah, basically, long and short of it all, Chipotle wanted to fatten me up because they didn't want me to be attracted, so I don't get other free perks. Oh, see, there's always an end game. There is, so that's, that's why I give them out to other people because I'm so nice. <laughs> well, smart move because I used every one of them. You don't have any more, do you? I still eat there. Um, I totally do. Um, but I think they expire on December 31st, which is. Oh, that's in all right. I can eat uh, 30 of them before then. Two weeks. All right, I'll bring them to Love Actually. Oh, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> I'll throw them out in the audience. Hey, everybody's going to get laid. <laughs> Not if you eat this, though. That's the only time you probably won't get laid after a bowl of Chipotle. But um, yeah, no, you've been uh, really helpful, and I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for coming today, because it's exciting having somebody, especially I like to have a cast member. Yes. Sophia's going to be in Love Actually, and uh, Sophia was kind enough to be in the Christmas Carol last year because, again, she is clearly British and her accent's actually real. Not like the one I'm doing. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> Which is useful like once a year, like right. Christmas time. Yes, like, exactly. Well, this worked I'm out. booked for like all these random gigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked out perfect for me because, um, yeah, you are, um, you are perfect for the show because you're the only person that actually can do the accent. I'm not even telling anybody to do accents because they all suck. I do this in the podcast all the time. That's why. No, uh, but your, your accent, your British accent is perfectly fine. Well, mine's good. I'm talking about everybody else's. <laughs> I mean, Rachel can't do one and uh, Mike Pichetti certainly is Dan. One, I feel like Dan has like no, lots he, of accents. He probably can, but he gets nervous. Just like when we ask him to sing, he gets panicked. He has a really good singing voice, but he won't use it. Okay. So it's just uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, in that scene we just played up front, it's, you know, I'm dying because I want to play both parts. I'm already playing Alan Rickman. You know, like, what are you going to do? Dip it in yogurt. It's kind of buttons. Um, <laughs> and I want to play the other part. Like, look at something in particular, sir. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's 275 pounds. <laughs> like, I like playing that part and doing the whole thing like, just uh, a protissimo. <laughs> in the flashest of flashes. But um, 
I can't play both parts. It's ridiculous. So I gave it to that kid, Mike Pichetti. Remember him? He played Tiny Tim last year. He's kind of, he's a retard. There's no other oh, way. Oh, I to, met him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I totally nice, know him. He's there used guy. to be a term that the kids used to, we used to call retard. Now, yeah. you're not allowed to use that anymore. <laughs> and now they call them autistic. But they used to be called, in my day, a retard. <laughs> when somebody was acting like a spaz, you call them a retard. Now, before the retard, you had spaz, but then you had to get rid of spaz, and you call them a retard, and now you call them autistic. Or now you call them on the spectrum. I think, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's much more I know a lot term. of autistic people who aren't retards as well. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But this guy's a genuine retard. It's obvious. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so him playing that guy, looking for something in particular. Sorry. <laughs> That'll be funny. It'll be great. The thing writes itself when he's in the thing. He's also playing that guy, Colin. Okay. Thistle. Cool. You know, do you know I, the movie? I in, yeah, I do know the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I haven't watched it. I need to rewatch it. I, it's not, you it's said a, you were going to rewatch it. I'm going you to. You told no, me. I'm, well, I know you're ridiculously busy. I know that no, is true. I'm not ridiculously busy, but. You're not. Uh, I just gave you an out. Okay, I'm ridiculously busy. That's sorry. I like it. Um, <laughs> but like, I was trying to find it on Netflix. It's not available. No, it's, it's actually starting today or tomorrow. Oh, it's coming out? Yeah, it's on Netflix today or tomorrow. It comes oh, out. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They, well, for exciting. the Christmas season. I mean, very smart. I don't know why they didn't put on December 1st because yeah. everybody's going to watch it because it's a, a Christmas classic now. So and, they timed it perfectly with the actual uh, show. For me, yes. Yeah, thank you. Great. So, uh, yeah, so I know it backwards and forwards. And I know, you know, I wouldn't even need to see it again. But obviously, I was watching it as I was writing it just to make sure I didn't miss any of the points of. You know, the people that really want, uh, when the people that know the movie the way I do, you want certain points that you don't want to mess up. Sure. You know, so certain nuances and things like that. Um, for instance, I mean, this is the stupidest thing, but like you come out at one point, and this sometimes you can't do this in the way we do it, but you come out with these little devil ears at a party. Yeah. And then Alan Rickman has, and we go, ah. <laughs> we just like makes it, ah, ah. he's doing this laugh because he doesn't know what day it is and he's an idiot, you know. Yeah. Like, ah, ah. Also, there's a scene um, that kind of little stuff. With, like for instance, there's a part where I was dying. I want Natterman to do it, but he'll never remember and he'll never get it it's right. It's not kissing me, is it? Because I no, I know you were that was... against that. So. <laughs> I never make anybody kiss any. Who my Harvey Weinstein? I. I, I don't make anybody do that. Uh, I definitely saw this in the script. I was like, <gasps> I know. She called me up like in a panic. <laughs> Even though I love Dan. I mean, Dan's a yeah, great sure, guy. Yeah, sure. I understand. I just, but I mean, those juicy yeah, red lips yeah. are delicious. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I totally understand that. And I, I'm not in a position to make anybody kiss anybody. Uh, this I is thought just that was a, the whole reason why you brought me on. Time. I thought he paid, he paid you to, oh, to make that scene fun. happen. <laughs> no. I would have run it. In this day and age, I don't think oh, we would have let that happen. You know, maybe a year ago. Absolutely. You know, like, well, I think you should. That's what the scene calls for. But now, for, oh, my God, forget it. But um, I never make anybody kiss anybody because, you know, Natterman and Rachel were supposed to kiss in The Godfather, you know, because they're undressing each other in this scene. But I was like, no, we'll just narrate it. And that's good enough. I'm not going to make anybody. They're not Undress. actors. They're comedians. <laughs> you know, so it's not if they were actors, maybe it would be different. But it still is a reading so yeah. there's uh, some, you know, a couple of actions, but otherwise, yeah, we just talk about what happens. I would never make anybody do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to kiss anybody. Cool. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. However, let me ask you this. If you had played the role of Judy, which is Rachel's playing, mm -hmm. which actually would have been better at this point because Rachel's getting a little nervous about it. Um, 
that's the two naked people that are pretending to have sex in the movie. You don't know the movie at all, do no, you? No, I do. You no, rem- no, you no. I remember it. No, in I, one. Oh my goodness! This is a disaster. <laughs> no, I can do accents, which helps. Like, I can do this a Cockney accent like that, which is like more of Natalie. That's not what I was so. talking about. I don't know. Now you're no. trying to get out of the fact that you didn't watch the movie. <laughs> no, I watched the movie. I was probably this. It came out like what 2003. Yeah, 2003 exactly. Yeah. So I watched it in 2000, maybe 2004. Right. I was young. Yeah. Well, you're young now. Yeah, I'm young so now, but still, I was 10. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my memory of what went on when I was 10 years old isn't that that mm. clear. And I tried to find it on Netflix, to be fair, and they had it on a DVD, and the shipment was like no, 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 five no, no, days, no, and I was no, just no, like, no. let no, me just it's, go. It's, gonna come, it's, it's coming, coming out tonight, Great. I think, or tomorrow. Well, then I'll do like a little marathon and watch it like four times on repeat. Just once is fine. <laughs> but um, you don't even have, I mean, I don't even care. It doesn't matter. But it's nice sometimes with certain things. Certain ways that you say stuff are important, and I tell people this all the time. True. But nobody cares and nobody listens. So, for instance, this one scene with Natterman, and he goes, um, "Do you mean the fat girl?" You know, she's talking about Natalie, and um, I wanted Dan to be like, "Would we really?" Because <laughs> he hasn't seen, <laughs> but he'll never be able to do that the right way. I don't think he'll never remember because when you give people direction and the show is in an hour, true, it's hard to remember. So true. I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, yeah, so Sophia is playing Natalie, uh, Plumpy. Um, you know, that's all just, uh, you know, a character. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mia, who Alan Rickman has sex with. Uh, Natalie, who Hugh Grant has sex with. And then uh, several other characters who other people have sex with. Great. I'm so excited. You're welcome. <laughs> And then we realize at the end that it is a completely male misogynist movie. And, uh, you know, through and we'll all learn together on uh, and and then, you know, go up to this guy's house with uh, pitchforks and, you know, fire and teach this guy a lesson. I've had a lot of experiences that are like basically the start of romantic comedies. You mean in <laughs> your dating life? In like my day to day life. I believe yeah. that. Like I had a guy mail me like dead mice to to my place. Oh gosh! Yeah. The, how is was, that the start was... of a romantic comedy? <laughs> because it was a gift from his cat. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he hates you? No, it was apparently like it was meant to like I don't know what he was thinking, but it was he was meant it was meant to encourage me to hang out with him because his cat cared about me. What? <laughs> I've had a lot of weird stories. I won't get into I them, believe but... you because you meet a lot of... Because listen, you're out all the time. Sophia works at DCW50 in Washington, D.C., which is their local CW. Uh, do you work for the news there? I do like the production of the artist segments, which is like interlinked with the news. Right, but the entertainment section. Entertainment, segment. yeah. And you've been working there how long? Like... Four years. Four years, yeah. yeah. Part-time. So you go back and forth, though, from New York to D.C. a lot. Yeah, I do. And actually, D.C., It's even though the, there's, it's not as creative as New York, there's a very small community of people who are really trying to push a specific thing there, almost. Like, they, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Crea- it's creative in a different sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think DC is pretty cool. I like every time I go there, it's always a good time, and um, I mean everybody likes DC. Everybody likes to go there to yep. visit. 
Exactly. But I don't Pe- know how many people, people would don't, live there. But also people don't assume that it's like a creative place from get-go. Like they uh, yeah, no, like I probably poli- wouldn't think that either. You're like right, politics, yeah. art. But maybe. it's fun and it's clean. It's very clean. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's nice. I like that in a city. Yeah. That's why I like Boston. It's nice and clean. New York's disgusting. New York's it's not disgusting. disgusting. It's not it's that disgusting. bad. It's disgusting. It's gross here. I don't know why you come back. <laughs> but you're away a lot. I don't know how you do it. You travel... I'm well. It depends. It depends on what I'm booked for. So if I'm here, well, this time of the year you're doing all the iHeartRadio like Christmas jingle stuff. Balls. The jingle. Yeah, there's a bunch of them all over the country. There's a bunch. There's uh one. There was Z100's one which I was here for, and then I. That's went a back huge to, one. Yeah, it was. Is it, that the biggest of them all? Um. Yeah, that and the one in LA. Okay. Right. That yeah. makes sense. And then there's one. And then in, there's one in DC, which was like a couple of days ago. There's one coming up in Miami on. Sunday and then and what do you have to do for these um just really hang out on the red carpet nothing that exciting just talk to artists that come through and so you must know a lot of rock stars and, and musicians and stuff rock stars nobody uses that term anymore I don't think uh but you must know a lot of musicians yeah I do I know I know I'm friends with a lot of musicians be, yes uh, be very friendly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you know it's funny though if, since I've known you maybe I've known you for maybe uh Maybe like a year and a half now. It seems like you don't have a boyfriend uh, often. Well, I was with... I I dated a musician in 2015. That was my last boyfriend. Uh, He cheated on me with a cancer patient. Ew. Yeah. Or is that nice? Well, it was interesting. hard to say. (laughs) He was like doing a good deed, I guess. I guess. And he basically... Did he try and say? Like, I mean, he was like, but sweetie... (laughs) no he didn't actually funny story so another tour manager tells me that there was a girl at their party and she said that she thinks that this guy who i was dating i'm not going to name him thinks that she that he's cheating on her and then the tour man the tour manager of the other band was like oh well he's been with sophia for like a year now and then he the tour manager gives my number to the girl the girl calls me up and she's like he told me he'll take me to chemo what? Yeah, and I was oh, like, I the... thought chemo was like an island close to the Bahamas. Right, that's what I thought when you said it. Right, I was just like, oh, what a great guy! <laughs> what right, a great right. location! Yeah. What a fantastic getaway! <laughs> so yeah, that was my last boyfriend, and then after that, um, you go on dates a lot, but um, you don't have you don't have steadies at time because you're busy and you're running around. I wouldn't say I go on dates a lot. You you know. I don't, I don't know what Well, you're, do. you're a fun girl, you know? I mean, <laughs> uh, you are truly life of the party, the more the merrier. And uh, as you know, as we've spoken about, I'm not. Uh, sometimes it depends on the situation. I mean, like I'm talking about that one day that I invited you to Mateo's show, uh, which, is, oh, yeah. which is so funny. I invited Sophia as my date, <laughs> you, know, and then, you know, in the sense of just I needed somebody to go with and somebody nice and who, who knows Mateo. Uh, when he was doing his Barbara Streisand thing. It's very difficult to get somebody to go to a ridiculously gay <laughs> thing. You know, it's very difficult. So I invited her, and then she bought two friends with her. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, no, no, it's cool. We'll, we'll get them in. And I'm like, and, and this kind of shit, I mean, if you know me at all, that drives me insane. And my uh, listeners know that drives me insane. And I was, and I was like, I... I Yes, I don't know. I was like so upset because it was a girl and a dude, and I know we're not 
dating or romantic, but it's like a no. And I've told you before, nobody <laughs> wants a dude to come. You bring another girl, and I've told you this before, and you're like, "Why did this guy get mad at me?" And I bought this friend, oh and I'm like, God. "I've told you a hundred times, nobody <laughs> wants you to bring boys around, don't you? How do you not get no, that yet?" Okay, okay, no, that's fair. I should have like, I nowadays I've tend like I tend to realize that section, but like it's also at the same time like. It shouldn't be based on looks. It should be based on personality. And he's actually, yes, a, he's actually a very, he's, he's actually a, a very, very nice guy. Person. Very nice yeah. guy. I agree 100%. Yeah. But unfortunately, Sophia, that's the way it is. <laughs> when somebody wants to spend time with you, they only want you. Unless, of course, it's another hot girl, which is acceptable. This is the way boys' minds works. And it, that's the way it is. And there's no way out. So nobody wants another dude there. He is a very polite. Nice, I've met him several times. Yeah. He's a great guy. But, you know, we had plans. And then you invited these other people. So the best part is that um, she's like, no, we'll get him in. And I'm like, it's, I got tickets and it's well, uh, I didn't small. realize. I, didn't I realize know you was, didn't know. I, I didn't realize it was a seated dinner. Well, <laughs> perhaps I didn't know either, but I'm like, you're not going to just be able to use your charms today and get in because it was so classy. She got, she comes in with these two people. We all go there. And then the guy at the door was like, no. No. And she's like, no, maybe you don't understand who I am. And then you're using your charms. He's so gay. He couldn't care less. He just shut you down in two seconds. Like the only place your charms aren't going to work. Because quite frankly, I think your charms would work even in a gay place. Of all, But this guy was having none of it instantly. And your friends just wandered away. But the other thing is, it's funny. We stopped at Jeff's house because we know each other through Jeff Ross. And again, it was funny. We went up there and I'm like so panicked because I just want to get there on time because it's disrespectful to come late. And you don't realize that kind of stuff until you turn about 40, how yeah. being late is disrespectful. You can't possibly know. No, I know. I'm actually very on time for most things. That's true, <laughs> which is odd because really you don't learn respect for being late until you're really it takes until you're about 40. Mm. I mean, for most people. Well, what happened with me was my parents were always late to pick me up. From school when I was a kid. Oh, okay? that makes so much sense. No, I was living. So you're like, I'll never be like well, that. Well, actually, I ended up in like a theatre program because of it, and because um, I always used to stay in the after school like stuff, and so they had me do like I was doing like extra like French classes, extra like theatre classes, extra whatever, whatever it was that was going on those days. I would stay late oh. until this is when I was like. Back when I was like, I don't know how. That's really like funny. That's the young, exact opposite eight to like 14. of every story you ever hear when their parents pick them up late, usually getting into drugs and you're like, you, become a <laughs> yeah. you became smarter because your parents were idiots and they couldn't get to somewhere on time. I've never heard a story like that. Was this in D.C. or was this in London? This was in London. Yeah. Oh, see, maybe that's the difference. Yeah, I think I was, if you were in America, you would have just been like, yeah, we just go back and get high. And I was like, fuck this. That's so that's the exact. Op- that's why they're all smarter than us. And they know about Shakespeare and different languages. That's why everybody can speak different languages because they take bad <laughs> situations and make them a positive and be like, I'm going to become so smart. My parents are going to, they're going to rule the day. <laughs> I hate, well, it depended on the day and I, I, I hated my French classes that were like after school. And- but you took extra because you're like, I'll teach my parents. That's what do. it just what sounded like you did. <laughs> was I meant to just like I'll show hang them. out by the school? Like, there was, also, let me tell you this. It was me and this guy called Dean, okay? <laughs> it was just me and him. Because everyone in French uh, class, no, in like every single day after school activities. Yeah, because every other person's parents would come. Basically, I have like underlying like issues. Clearly, <laughs> that's the reason why I'm on time for everything. That's awesome, though. <laughs> that's a good reason. No, it's it was interesting because um it was literally 
It was me, him, and some of this guy called Crispin, okay? <laughs> yeah, of course his name is Crispin. You don't meet any Crispins here in the States, you know? Yeah. And, I didn't have one friend named Crispin. No, no, I. I had, well, I had one. Um, and or a Graham, was, you know. <laughs> How many Grams did you know growing up? <laughs> I knew like three. There you go. Yeah. And I love that this, stuff. What was crazy was it was me, him, and, me, Crispin, and Dean. And Graham. And, <laughs> <There's no problem. laughs> and we were just every single day we knew like dean's mom used to show up to this like because uh, she, she was like a single mom she was wearing like she would show up like completely naked like, like, like just, a, just, a <laughs> <laughs> just a bra like high heels like mm-hmm. just like completely and it was a private international school and so it was it was the whole thing was just oh so it that's was, why you became more educated no i'm not educated at all i don't know i don't know a lot of things and well, it seems to me that somebody who's a could be considered a little flighty when you meet you but you clearly like you travel a lot and you have a job down in dc but you have a really nice apartment here and you always have things going on and you're invited places that doesn't seem like somebody who's that not intelligent to me so you admit it you are smart <laughs> Here it is. No, I wouldn't say I'm smart. I'd say I'm average for anyone from the UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can. I can remember. Did you grow up in the city of London or yeah. out on the outskirts? I, really, I, in I grew the up city? in Highgate, North North London, which is like probably like thirty minutes from Oxford Street. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. fun. You know, I just... it was it was honestly very weird for me to move from London to Washington DC because and you moved there because your parents moved there. My parents moved there for work, and then now, but now they're back in London. So right, I right. went to university. I saw university when I was sixteen, finished when I was twenty, and that was based on the fact that my UK sister, the well, I did GCSEs and A levels. Uh, I did an A level early, and they automatically assumed that I was like qualified to go straight to university at sixteen. Where'd I you go to my high school? Diploma. Where'd you go to university? I went to American. Oh, in Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Which is the said, least American school. Like, everyone is from Europe. I was, you know, um, I went down there to look at that school in the 80s. Oh, cool. Um, because that was one of the schools I was looking at. Where did at. you go to school? I went to Ithaca College. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't have very good grades. So I went to, th- like, I went to, you know, there, I went to Syracuse and American University. And I really liked American. I think that would have uh, that was uh, one of the ones I was going to go to if I didn't get in somewhere else. Um, I was heavily looking at going to school there, so it was a matter of going to school in a city or an actual campus. Mm. And um, I think I picked the school that uh, you know decided they would actually let me in. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't even. I think I applied there, but I uh, I don't remember what happened. That was a very long time ago. That's cool. but I but it was you went there all four years. Um, no, well, <laughs> so I actually wasn't even allowed to live on campus for the first two years because you have to be you have to be eighteen years or older. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so you were you were like Doogie Housering it up. You were only sixteen. I when was you sixteen. Went to, they then, allow you to do that. I thought that was only in the movies. No, they allow you to do that. So I was sixteen, and um, I basically stayed at home, commuted, and which was like oh, I see. A weird so you experience. were a sixteen-year-old, and you're hanging out with twenty-year-olds in classes. Yeah. And you look like you, you must have gotten hit on all the time because nobody could have possibly known you were 16. I had some interesting people at me. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then um, I actually ended up at uh, University of Maryland College Park where I finished up and I got a full scholarship into there for this entrepreneurial program called Hinman. And I was there and 
um, that was an interesting experience because I was put up in this housing complex and it was with a bunch of like entrepreneurial, well, apparently entrepreneurial minds. So you're always with smart people all the time. And mm. then you chose this industry where you're with dumb people all the time. <laughs> and what's that story you told me yesterday where you went to go meet somebody? Oh, this was hilarious. Oh my God. It was so embarrassing. Um, and you're so funny. <laughs> when you text stuff, you text like you talk. So it's all over the place. And I'm like, I have no idea what she's talking about. And I have to piece it together. I know. I'm awful at telling stories, number one. Number two, I'm awful at like communicating anything. <laughs> like I can't, I'm unable to like process like a thought properly, I think. I think that's what's going on in my mind. Well, that's okay. So what happened yesterday? So yesterday, I get to the venue. So I had a meeting initially with this promotions director. You must have a lot of those. To Not really, honestly. Like I probably uh, have like... People want to use your services all the time, I even though that came out creepy, <laughs> I meant it in a good way. <laughs> My services. <laughs> well, I mean, like your voice and your talent. I mean, for the way what you do for DCW. Yeah, well, typically I've got people who send off my stuff. So if, I, if I'm booked for something. Right, you have an agent or something. Have an agent. Okay, so you meet um, this guy. So I'm meeting the promotion manager. At a restaurant. This is, this is some, no, I was, well, I was meeting him at the venue, okay? So okay. I get to the venue. And um and I well, I didn't know where I was meeting him. I assumed I was meeting him in the venue, but uh, we were gonna get we were gonna go get lunch. Around, uh, like it was like part of the venue. There's like at the downstairs area. There's a, there's like a lunch area here in okay? the city, not here in DC. Oh okay. And so, um, I arrive and there's a guy who like just comes up. He stares at me in my eyes. I look at him. I'm like, and he's like, he's like, hey, it's so nice to finally put a face to the name. And I said, yeah, likewise. And he's like, oh, well, let's just go over here and sit down and um, we can discuss everything. I was like, oh, well, I thought we we're getting lunch. Um, I'm kind of hungry right now. Let's go. Let's let's go downstairs and get lunch. And he's like, oh, OK. Uh, I wasn't really planning on that. I was like, oh, well, let's just get coffee at least. And go downstairs into the lunch, into like the buffet lunch area. Sit down, get coffee. Sit down. I, throughout this whole time, I haven't asked what his name is. <laughs> right. and he hasn't asked me what my name is. And I'm meeting with the guy, this guy called Matt. I assume this was Matt. <laughs> like two minutes later, Matt comes over and uh, he's basically, he, he's basically like, hey, Sophia, so I just wanted to let you know that um, we have a meeting. We have a lunch meeting now. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've got to, I'm in a bit of a rush. So I don't know whether we can, we can do this now. And I was like, well, <laughs> who's this guy in so, front of me? Yeah. Who was that and, guy? Um, and then the guy in front of me was like, are you not Kayla? He thought I was Kayla for an interview. That's so and weird. It was so bizarre. And he was hiring a position at the bar back in the end. Like, that's what it turned out to be. He a was, bar back? A bar back, yeah, apparently. Somebody who looks like you is going to be a bar back. Yeah. This guy but, is yeah. scamming. Lot, you know, somebody <laughs> should call the cops on that guy. If he's taking bar backs to lunch, I promise no, he wasn't, you. It wasn't, it wasn't, he was not meant to be taking her to lunch. He was meant you, to be Nobody takes an a bar back for coffee even. Yeah, unless no. it's I mean, unless it's a, no, no, nobody <laughs> takes a bar back out for coffee. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. If you meet at the venue, unless he owns that place. No, he didn't. Well, then something he, is he, up with he, that. He was one of the managers. He and you know that manager. girl Kayla's probably hot because the name Kayla's well, always hot. <laughs> I, mean, like, I used to go out with the kids. Well, it was hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious because I was like, 
no, and like he, he just got up and awkwardly left. He didn't even say bye. And I was like, the, wait, do you think he was just scamming you? Like, or did he know what he was doing, or did he leave out of embarrassment? He left out of embarrassment, but you at oh. least say bye. Yeah. I, well, me, me and Matt were laughing. Like, we, right? We, you want to we, call him? Like, oh was, my god, you're not. It was hysterical because yeah. I was like, I mean, to even ha- be sit, sat down with this poor guy who doesn't even like he's obviously just interviewing for a position oh and was I'm he like there. a like an idiot like natterman was it like natterman like where he's like autistic where he's confused <laughs> and, not autistic. you don't think so i don't think he's no i don't you think I, he's on the spectrum no i don't think he's on the spectrum <laughs> no you don't want to kiss those juicy red lips so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of stuff happens to you all the time though i assume. i have well, it was this was really bizarre because um, I mean he just he, he I think the Dan Adam is not autistic, but this guy was like fucking retarded. That's what I'm saying. Um, right? <laughs> he must be because just to get up and leave and not acknowledge yeah. like oh my god that's so fucked up. Or at least say oh my god that's hilarious. Right, that's what like, I'm saying. Right, be, right. Like, I don't know what I would do with this. I don't think I would have got myself in that situation, even though. I kind of did, and in the future, I'm gonna just like. I mean, you automatic if someone comes up to you smiling and you've got a meeting at the same place you assume that's the person like you otherwise yeah. why would they come up to you like oh jovial so and, weird. it's nice to put a name a face to the, the name, name. That's i know so weird yeah i was sitting down how, how do you not just say kayla you know like i mean that's the first thing <laughs> yeah. i would i would never not say somebody's name first yeah even though i have trouble with people's names and remembering them sure. but um, i would always be like I would, I'm making the look right now. You, you can see me. Kayla, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Kayla? Yeah. Well, yes. And then I see their expression and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's my whole life. Even I remember, I'll never forget. I went to college. Yeah. And my, I'll never forget my roommate. He looked at me as if I was from Mars. Like, I was just so unattractive and so not what. And he was really good looking. He looked like James Spader, like in Pretty in Pink. And um, he just looked at me. He's like, oh, crap. This is my roommate for the next year. And then. His parents were disappointed. Like, they were just like, son, it's only a year. You could see they were just putting the stuff away, helping him, like, yeah. hey, you'll get through this. Like, what an I can't believe I got to run with this guy. I'll never forget that expression. Meanwhile, we, we became best friends. We're still really in touch. He's a lawyer in Philadelphia. He's the greatest. His family was great. Uh, it all worked out. We had a love of Woody Allen, and that seemed to bond everything. But, boy, I'll never forget that expression, you know, just for like, oh, and that's not even from a girl. Think about that. That's from a boy who was like, I was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Ugh, that was like. Well, it's good that you're still friends. Yeah. No, it's, uh, well, I'm usually pretty good at working that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, um, I have, I mean, I, I could put a hundred people on the podcast who hated me when they first met me and I've uh, softened them up. <laughs> I mean, really hated me, you know, where they just didn't think it was going to work out. Wow. You know, I'm an acquired taste. No, I didn't think so. Well, that's because you met me at Jeff Ross's house, so you figured if I'm a friend of Jeff's, then I'm okay, so that doesn't count. If you had met me on the street, I I don't know. Yeah, I think I would have. I'm I'm very Well, you obviously don't care about ugly men, so you you have an issue. (laughs) So, you know. I don't know, you know, you, you, you don't have any problems with looks or anything. It's very clear. As long as the person's on time, I'm good with that. <laughs> no, but it, it's really funny. And that, uh, I don't know, you're just uh, pretty cool. Thank you, likewise. Um, a couple things I just want to say about um, this podcast to tell my listeners. I did have a long talk with Judd Apatow on Tuesday night uh, at the Comedy Cellar. He swore... 
he was going to put me in season three of Crashing because I really gave it to him good that I wasn't in season two because he kept saying I was with him and his daughter. And he goes, oh, this is Dave Jessica. He's in my favorite episode of Crashing. I'm like, if I'm in your favorite episode, why aren't I not in the second season? And I was like screaming at him. He's like, all right, all right. We're doing season three right now. We're going to work it out. Don't worry about it. I'm like, all right, then. And I guess uh, I take back all that stuff I said about your daughter. I'm sorry about that. I was like, or your mother. Or whatever. He's doing like an AOL build series. Do you know about these? I have no idea what that is. Look at, uh, I don't know if you've... I didn't even know what an AOL was anymore. I mean, I'm the only yeah, one with an AOL actually, address still left. <laughs> I didn't know AOL was still around doing stuff. Me and my mother have... are the only ones that use it. <laughs> That's still my email address. You still use AOL? Well, I still have it. I basically use my work email or a Gmail account. Okay, so this it's actually pretty interesting. So they've got like a bunch of um, events that come up in New York. And I don't even... I'm, I don't know why I'm plugging them out right now. Um... But Maybe they have something they gained from them. Oh, no, not really. They have like a bunch of um, people who come through, like where you can just go in and like talk to them. But um, I don't understand a word you're talking about. It's like Maybe a, you're talking uh, in French and I just didn't realize. It's nothing exciting. I, w- I won't get into it. But they're still AOL doing like these well, this series. And well, he's got so much stuff going on. It's re- you know, he was there to plug his new Netflix comedy special. So this guy's got yeah. so much stuff going on. Meanwhile. I met his assistant as well, huge Devils fan, you know, New Jersey Devils hockey team. And as my listeners know, I've been trying to get the footage of me on crashing to use when the Devils score a goal because I'm wearing my New Jersey Devils uh, jacket. And so, you know, when they score a goal, they have me <laughs> jumping up and down in the thing. Yeah. And they and Judd said, we can get that for you. So that is big news for me. That's awesome. Because, uh, you know, I've been talking to everybody at the Devils, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that thing. And then when it first airs, they're going to let me ride around the Zamboni, but they will not give me a microphone. So I can be like, my subjects, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> Follow me. Whatever. I just I just want to have that microphone. I'm like, you're all horrible people. <laughs> We're not giving you the microphone, but we will let you ride around in the Zamboni and wave to everybody. Well, I'm like, well, cool. I guess that's okay. <laughs> For starters, I did Tom Papa's show on Tuesday, and that went very well. It was really fun. And he's a good guy. He just got the head writing job on the Prairie Home Companion. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a very popular, if you can even say that in this day and age, radio show. uh, Very popular for years. Now, the guy who invented that show just got burned on sexual harassment charges. He's like 80. Wow. And now he's been fired, and they have to change the name of the show. But Thomas took over this mess now, and uh, it's still going very strong. They hired a new younger guy to uh, replace him who's been working out. They fill town hall here. They're doing it tomorrow, or Saturday, rather. Um, they're, they're doing a live show here. They, wow. It takes place in Minneapolis. It's, a, it's from St. Paul, okay. the show, for years. Yeah. And then they just built this following, and they do it all over the nation, and it's like a real quiet show, and it's hmm. this guy reading like, it was a quieter time. <laughs> the snow felt like it was melting off, you know, if you were just drinking a cup of hot cocoa yeah. on a snowy day. It's all like that kind of talk. And then they have some musicians playing, you know, violins or piccolo music, whatever. It's it's so soft and quiet it would put you to sleep, you know, most of the times. But people worship it. And I can't believe they do well in New York City. I was always surprised at that. But huh. How much are tickets? Is it free? Uh, it yeah, is not or? free. I, well, I, you know what? I don't know. I just know that Tom said, you know what? They're only giving me two tickets. So 
And he's like, do you want to go? And I'm like, no, I can't go this Saturday, but I would love to go. I'd love to see this live and put it together because it's an old-fashioned radio show sure. the way Tom does his show. So that's why I like Tom's show because I always like – because it's on at Saturdays at 6 o'clock. That's oh. a perfect time to listen. And that's why I used to tell people to listen to my podcast at like 4 or 5 o'clock on a Saturday just before you get going. You know, just sit and listen to this. It's, it's soothing to listen to something. You know, before podcasts were big, sure. I was always like – this sets up the evening and then you get going and it gets loud and it gets crazy. But before the calm before the storm, you know, whenever I would drive into the city when I lived in Queens in the worst time of my life, um, I would always listen to that. And then they had Saturday with Sinatra and after and you're driving into Queen, uh, into the city, playing Saturday with Sinatra, going over the Queensboro yeah. Bridge. I mean, there's nothing better than that in the whole <laughs> world. It's like you're just in your own movie. Yeah. You know, it's very exciting. But uh, so that was something also. uh while recording this podcast, Artie Lang has been arrested, as some of you may or may not know. Um, once again, uh, you I think you were there for the last time I did my show where he didn't show up because he got arrested. And I think he got arrested oh, for this, one. for getting arrested for that, for not showing up to the court date for that. Oh, man. So he's been arrested again. He's a big mess. He tweeted that picture uh, with him getting punched in the nose by somebody. I hope he's okay. I don't know if he's okay. Uh, I assume this stint will lead to some form of hospitalization or rehab, um, which he needs desperately. He's a very good friend, and uh, you know, I hate to see him like this, but that is the news. And I have a lot of listeners, um, you know, that know Marty, and that because I, you know, we're really close. And I used to do his podcast all the time, and uh, people love him. You know, he's such yeah. a strange dude. You've met him before, and yeah. he is so funny. I haven't actually had a conversation with him. I've just done the shows. Right, and, and you saw how funny up. he was. He's hilarious. He's so yeah. funny, and he's so sweet, and just to be such a mess, and it's so, you know, it's just it's just such a bummer because he just he's got all these opportunities. That's another thing Judd Apatow and I were talking about is, you know, what do you do with this guy, and are you enabling him by giving him these opportunities to be on another season of Crashing? Is that part of the enabling process? Do will it help if you if the work stops? What do you do? You know that's the thing. Hmm. What do you do about somebody like that? There's no way to there's no way to tell. I believe. I think that he I got, think I think opportunities is the best way. Otherwise, you can get really depressed. Well, he already is depressed, yeah. and I don't know what it is. And he's had opportunities. He's just got this really great, beautiful paying job that only takes two hours a day no. on the radio with this guy Anthony Cumia, and the two of them were having a good time. My belief, when Artie tried to commit suicide and he stabbed himself, it was because he had just turned the age his father turned when he died. And that does something to a male for some reason, to a, a, a boy or a man that had a father. When they reach the age their father died at, especially if they died prematurely, it affects them somehow. If they outlive their father, uh, their father's age, it's, wow. it's a thing. Yeah. Now, I believe, for some reason, turning 50 has affected Artie. And I think that has caused this almost relapse into where it was, you know, iffy. But it seemed like he might be getting better. And then I wasn't mm. sure. But now it's definitely bad. I, I, I'm, I'm going to blame it on the age again. I just I got to find something. It's like it's like we need to know why that Las Vegas shooter shot all those people or we cannot live yeah. Because you have to know why. What is it that made him turn? We need to know. And it's one of those things. I'm like, why is Artie 
torturing himself. Where is it coming from? Like, yeah. we have to know. Yeah. So that's one of those things, too. These are just the uh, things I had written down. Did you hear about uh, Selma Hayek today? I did with the Weinstein scandal. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking crazy. Uh, really classic. I mean, you know, I've been telling you. I mean, there's like, so much that's coming out nowadays with like old. I can. I, you must charges. have so many stories and you're young. Oh, my God. I have. I have. You some... could bring down corporations <laughs> starting with iHeartRadio. And then after that, I'm saying, no, I know you work for them. And then I'm sure you can bring down CW Network or whatever. <laughs> I You've never told me any stories. I'm just saying. I think any organizations you work for, I'm sure you could bring down at this point, or at least a I, year ago. I would not want to bring down no, 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 no. Any I, I corporations, know, but, uh, but I'm saying anybody could, and somebody like think, you who yeah. clearly I mean, has probably been in the crossfire I mean, of that. I think there's just like a, you know, it's really difficult to say. Like, I could bring down my law firm. I know, yeah. The <laughs> <they bring down. laughs> all the sector harassment. I can you've scream got. rape too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag well, me too. Well, no, you don't know. I, I <laughs> was sexually harassed at my job. By who? Uh, by the HR director. She tried to kill me at the office Wait, Christmas what? party. Yeah, it's a classic story. You can ask anybody. Uh, Jeff knows. Swear to God, I've told Wait, people on the podcast. They know. She hated me so much. She got drunk at the office Christmas party, tried to choke me, broke a blood vessel in my eye. First started she whispering would? in my ear. This what is where you work currently? Yeah. Have you like, is she still there? No, she got fired no. right For after what? that. For what? For doing that. Are you, For well, sexually harassing me. That's again. hilarious. My, my friend, you met, Re- I think you met Reza ages ago. I oh, don't no, know. Oh, no. Well, he basically. I um, told you when you introduced boys, I, I passed them <laughs> off. I know Esmeralda and I know Nicole and. All the pretty girls you've introduced me to, but I can't remember one of the boys' names. Oh, my gosh. Thank well, God. Because everybody on this podcast thinks I'm gay already. So, like, <laughs> See, I'm not. I don't remember any of the boys. So, wait. Well, she got fired for that particular yes, yes, incident. Yes. Did, so, where did you go? You went to the Well, that's where, where do you go? You know, yeah, people are like, you got to go to the HR director. I'm like, you're not understanding the story. Because <laughs> when's that ever going to happen? You know, where the HR director is the problem. She was whispering to me. She goes, you're a bag of shit. You think you're so fucking great she was wasted she hated me and it's a long story was she story. the one who hired you no no so I was, you no. were there beforehand yes and as a matter of fact um i'd been there for 10 years already and oh so they switched so to she, yeah they, so here's okay. the thing the first day she brings me in she hated me for the first day she goes you know i've been looking through your file and i know you're not going to get away with a lot of the stuff you've been getting away with all the time now that i'm here which was what just nonsense, you like know, what? tomfoolery. I don't know, <laughs> and just silly stuff. <laughs> stuff they would like, you know, take away my bonus because I said something <laughs> stupid. Just that kind of stuff. Were you like sending emails out? No, like, never from your like email that. No, and, uh, based around her, and that's why she came after you. No, no. That, what what caused? There must be something. Well, that's that what I, that. I can tell you. Okay, okay. But I'm, what I'm saying, it started with that. She yeah. said that, and then I said because I couldn't even believe she was saying that because it was exciting because that's happened to me my whole life where people in a locked room will say these horrible things and no one believes me. Um, so then I said, well, I've been here 10 years and I've been through six of you people, so I guess we'll see how this pans out, right? So then it was on. So, you know, I did these things throughout the year that she was there, which just like stupid stuff like I'd see her in the other. She was very pretty. I was completely attracted to her. <laughs> and she filed a sexual harassment suit on me, you know. But all I said was, I was in the elevator one day. I'm like, hey, you live on the Upper West Side, right? I was doing that accent. She goes, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to ride my bike around your house this week. And if you come out, we'll have a conversation. That's what I said. And she got so panicked. 
And she went to the secretaries, these girls that I used to always, you know, flirt with or whatever or, or say stupid <laughs> stuff to. And they're like, first of all, he says that to all of us. <laughs> Secondly, he doesn't even have a bike. Thirdly, he like he would have the guts to talk to you if you actually came out. He's an idiot, you know, like but she was just insane. And there were all these Where was events. she from? Was she from she was American? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was American. I thought she was really pretty totally my type, you know, yeah. a little blonde, you know, white girl. Um named Kayla. No, <laughs> no. Name was Susie. Susie. Uh yeah, yeah. And, um, I haven't had that name for a while. Yeah. And yeah, she just hated me. And things just kept getting worse. And the boys club that I work in, I just kept getting away with stuff and away with stuff. Because when I was looking again, what made her snap? Everybody mm. wants to know what made her snap. So if you look at the big picture, I'm not telling you the whole story now. I mean, I'll tell you another time. But, you know, it's this boys club of just getting away with it, getting away. They're like, oh, and she's like, now I got you. And then it turns out that the managing party thought it was the funniest thing. Ever, you know, like, but she he was like, I want you know, I want you to be firm with him. But then it turns out he was just like, I have to say that. But I thought it was the funniest. You know, it's a it's that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and so but uh, also uh, something that happened well, to me. Yeah. Well, my well, my friend Reza, he actually got who, who you don't remember. He got fired for like pulling his dick out in the middle of the office. Well, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the? F- <laughs> that was a crazy story that he had. How is that a crazy story? You guys, an idiot. Then why would he do that? <laughs> they were like wasted at a holiday fired? party. So and what the fuck is the matter with people? <laughs> I've never done that. As wasted as I've ever been. What he's the like, fuck is that? He's like a software engineer, and he basically um, this other software engineer like got they got both got into a massive fight. I think it was like over a girl who was in who was at the party, and so um, they're like one upping each other. And then he was like, he like pulled his dick out, and he was like, "Well, I bet you haven't seen anything bigger than that, or something really stupid." And he got fired. Well, he didn't get fired on the spot. He actually lasted a week. And then he got fired later. Thank God. He's a good guy, though. He means well. He now he actually got a you bonus. Sure. Yeah, he got he he actually joined like I think J P Morgan now, and he got a bonus. Like he's on a higher salary. Oh, I'm gonna report that guy first. <laughs> what did you say his name was? Uh, I got some friends over at J P Morgan. <laughs> Tell him this guy's got a huge schlong. Keep an eye out for it. So. And that's the funny thing. Nobody pulls out their dick unless it's huge. You know, like you don't you don't pull it out. That's the thing. So yes. Me and you know, a tell like all oh, guys like that. We've never pulled out our dicks because you only pull it out unless it, it, if it's extraordinary. Uh, you know, you have to have a lot of confidence in doing that, and obviously, you want to show it off, and that's where it comes from. Otherwise, yeah, I don't understand <laughs> it. Right? That's why Harvey Weinstein makes no sense. Why would a guy looking like that, unless he has a huge slung, who shows up in a towel looking like that? Mm. That's the la- that's the last thing I'm doing. When I have sex, I, the last thing I take off, if I even take off my shirt, that would be the last thing I take. The last thing I do would be to be naked in front of a woman. I'm terrified. <laughs> but I just don't understand. These ugly men are like always like answering the door in a bathrobe. I'm like, that's yeah. There's a, there's, I, I don't there's get some it. interesting stories. I mean, like Harvey's got like a ton, and there's I well, mean, right, and it's, well, and it's obviously for real. Now. You heard about all that, right? I did, I yeah, did. Like, uh, I love it. So. I love it. Every day you wake up to something <laughs> new. It's fantastic because it's not shooting. It's not. It's it, it's hurting people, but it's also healing I mean, it's people. It's better than hearing about Trump every day. Right, exactly. So none honest, of, none of yeah. that, and and no killings, and and people are being able to heal. So it's all good in many ways, and it's exciting to see who's next. But this Selma Hayek thing. Wow, he she's really and first of all, 
this is somebody I get being obsessed with, especially in her day. I mean, I could see where Harvey Weinstein would be like, if it was one person, like if it wasn't a whole bunch, and this was the one he chose to be obsessed with, I would understand. Anybody would. Yeah. I mean, she's so sexy. But when she was trying to make that movie, Frida, she says he was so horrible. Little did I know it would become my turn to say no, she wrote. No to me taking a shower with him. No to letting him watch me take a shower. No to letting him give me a massage. No to letting a naked friend of his give me a massage. No to letting him A naked him give... friend of his? Yeah. Who, who was it? Did Probably she name a girl. Him? No oh. to letting him give me oral sex. No to me getting naked with another woman. And apparently, while she was making this movie, he, to dick her over, he kept saying, well, you know what? We're going to need a rewrite. We're going to need another $10 million. And she was already a grocery. And she got it. And she did everything he asked to try and make the movie. And then five weeks in, he's like, no, it needs more sex. You're ruining it. And then she was like, I had to put in this sex. She's so mad at herself now for doing it. But she's talking. And like she said, I didn't need this scene in the movie. But I had to, to appease him. Because I was already in it, Mm. to win it. And I didn't know what to do. And yeah, back then, what were you going to say to Harvey Weinstein? So the poor girl... You really feel bad for it. I mean, there's a really... lot of entertainment, I think. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, like, of entertainment and, like... Well, because that's, of course, where your prettiest girls are, too. Yeah, to some degree, I guess. Prettiest yeah. girls who, if you're in entertainment, like, they're actresses, and um, they're, they are up for anything in many ways. Uh, or you've seen them on the screen do sexy things so maybe it's more like you think it's more real whereas in jp morgan you know you you well there's somebody pretty and you might hit on them but it's not like where you think they might be obtainable because maybe one of their characters in the movie seems so attainable maybe that's where your mind takes you to like oh they're totally like that i could get her if i just do this because i've seen her fall for it in the movie yeah you're obviously your brain is not thinking so maybe it's something like that i don't know yeah, I don't know. I can't really comment on it at all, but it's... It's uh, too bad, because I can't wait for when you do. It'll be exciting <laughs> when you come out, when Sophia comes out with her tell-all book. It's oh, my be God, good. my tell-all book, which will never Well, you know out. a lot of musicians. I mean, you're, you know, you're a rock and roll chick. Um, you dress really good. You, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're, you're cool. You're way cool. <laughs> and thank God Noam loves you as much as I do at The Cellar. I mean, we're both obviously really attracted to you, so we don't mind when you hang out. We love that you wear shorts all the time. It makes us really happy. <laughs> but I'm so glad Noam likes you too, you know, because it's easy for me. Because a lot of times I'm like, hey, would you mind if I put this person in the show? He's like, no, I hate that person. So he loves you. Thank you. This is the owner He's of the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, he loves you for hopefully all the right reasons. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, first and foremost, you are really hot. And then you realize you're a nice person. You're, thank God, not looking to get into comedy. Um, so it's really easy to hang out with you because a lot of times it's very difficult hanging out with somebody who wants to be a stand-up comic. Uh, you know, Tell and I talk about this all the time. It's very difficult. So you're not looking for anything. You're just looking for a good time. I don't know what you're I looking... want to do, though. Like, like on, not, not what I want to do. But like I'm so sca- I feel like I'm so scattered with like stuff that I do. It's like okay my bookings are so random. Like I just take whatever pays me. But you're at the right age to do that, so it's okay no. to be scattered and I know you're scattered and I know you really don't know what you <laughs> want to do yet. No, it's obvious. Like your yeah. career's all over the place. Yeah. But you know how to make money, yeah. which makes you cool. You make your own money. You do it really well. I mean, you you know, you you always have a I plan. still have fun. Like, yeah. I, that's oh, the, you always like, have fun. I ha- like if I'm doing something, I enjoy doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't bother doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and it comes I mean, off. You'll pay me ten grand, like right, out. for doing Love Actually. Uh, <laughs> that's what you said. What? I said ten dollars. Maybe oh. you misunderstood. Oh man. Uh, well, I try. And I always give everybody twenty bucks, but sometimes when you do the Christmas shows, I give thirty bucks. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I, it comes out of my own pocket. It, it was a joke. So it's, oh no, no, I know it was. I'm saying, but I always feel very bad. I like to pay people for doing the shows, you know, but. Uh, it's difficult. It's just difficult. I just always want to pay people at least just for taking up their time. But um, I only got the idea because Tom Papa pays everybody 20 bucks for doing a show. So I was like, I'll do that. But at Christmas, I always pay everybody 30. Well, but apparently, that's what you get at the cellar for a night anyway. So Really? Uh, for a spot. What? Yeah. So I guess that's okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, the last show, I paid a couple people 50 because they had to come the day before to practice music. So that's why I even up the price a little bit of the show. But maybe that's why people I'm didn't so show I'm so sad. Up. Colin's going to... Well, he's moved to LA. No, no, no. He's he's, he's doing it. Colin? No, he's moving to LA, but he's doing the show. He's here? Well, he's not here now, but he's doing the show. <gasps> I got lucky he was only I'm not so doing excited. the show because he was working with uh, Christina Aguilera. You yeah. know, he works with her. Well, I saw him in LA. I was at Comedy Store and I saw him there. Yeah. Randomly. Why does he hang out at the Comedy Store? He was with Jeff. What is... Oh, Okay. So I was going to say, why is this guy, he's a, he's a great musician, why is he always hanging out with comics all the time? What an asshole. So anyway, he was supposed to be with Christina Aguilera on the 19th, and she canceled something in Russia, I guess, or whatever. He was He was staying oh, in yeah. Russia, and she canceled because he said, Extina. And I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? I'm not that cool. And uh, then, so great. So because I had already written these parts for him, he's going to sing um, All You Need Is Love. Okay. And God Only Knows. I mean, this guy... Is so talented. So talented, yeah. And when we did Grease, we had him open the show with Grease is the word, you know. Grease is the time, is the place, is the motion, and Grease is the way, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and he was playing the guitar and singing, yeah. and I was like, this should be recorded and yeah. put out on iTunes. Because it, it's the... He should just do that no. because it's so good. He's hilarious as well. Yeah, he's, he well, he's honestly, a very nice guy. And he's, he's been so, so helpful nice. for me. And I was so bummed when I found out he was moving yeah. to L.A. So bummed. Well, I saw him in L.A. And, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be here from now on. So And um, yeah, so I assumed he was going to be there. But that's great that he's here. Yeah, no, I'm really he's excited hilarious. about it too. Yeah, he's a really nice guy and a very talented musician. And he likes comics and comedy. Yeah. So He should do comedy, cool. honestly. I think he should be a comic. Uh, no, let's get carried away. <laughs> uh, when you work at DC on um, the thing, do you go? I notice they have this thing called opening act. Mm-hmm. Is that you who goes in charge of these places and finds these kind of things? No, that's there was someone a else. Band I saw on there, and it's like a country band. Yeah, but um, they sound really good because they're all over the place. It's uh, <laughs> I like I liked it. It was like this. I don't. Sarah shook. But this is them, like, performing, like, I guess, rehearsing live. But it sounds so good because it's like a mess. But there's something about it that sounds nice. But I like when she's like, turn it up. It's like, you know, whatever. (laughs) It sounds horrible, but is it too loud for you? No, I, uh... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that sounds horrible, but I like it. Like it's, and this was at some place called uh, Gypsies something. I just assumed you know all the clubs in town. No, I Gypsy so, Sally's. So we do stuff with Echo Stage. Nobody knows what that is. It's the it got actually got voted number one club in uh, the U.S. 
I'll be the judge of what's the number by, one by, club in the US. <laughs> okay. It's actually a, it's a great venue. Um, like who have you uh, I've done I, interviews with? Well, I've been, recently I've been doing a lot with DJs. So we just had like Armin Van Buren and they're pretty like pretty big in the in the EDM scene. But I've, I've done interviews with like Slayer, Metallica. I was doing a lot with like the metal scene at one point. I was doing stuff with like Fear Factory and really deep metal. Like a lot like Suicide Silence. That's and then so switched you, over you, to like EDM. And then I've done, I did stuff with like Halsey and just a variety. I've done a lot hot. of random stuff. Um, yeah, that makes sense that you could, I could see you doing uh, I interviewed Bill then, Gates. Really? Yeah, back in like 2011. Yeah, don't ask. I, I, I was doing like general, and I was on a show. I was on this show. And um, they basically had me uh, do like all the red carpet coverage for no matter what event it was, no matter what. Like I did a scrimmage, like the basketball scrimmage. I interviewed like LeBron James and like. Was, I, I don't I know had, who that is. <laughs> I have like a lot of random interviews. That's awesome um, though. Yeah, it was interesting. That's it what was, I would do. I would just hire you to work the red carpet every single time. Like, why wouldn't they? Well, it was. But they love you. That means, isn't it good? Why are you well, always? I you're was, always putting it down, and I can't figure out why. I like, hate red carpets. Oh, well, I, that would make sense then. <laughs> it's just like it's so pretentious, and there's but a lot of. But you look like, like you belong there. Yeah, that might be the case, but at the same time, you're just like it's so it's boring like you it, it's the same old and well then what is it that you do want to do i know you said you don't know but what do you i know you want to try maybe get i want to go and like retire in a place no in you Malibu. don't you're too yes, young I to do. retire that's ridiculous you know what i need to do i need to buy a ton of bitcoin a ton of ethereum well, and you a told ton me of that like somebody a, gave oh you a box did you find it no i didn't find them i'm literally somebody said, gave oh. sophia a four bitcoins five five bitcoins about seven years ago or yeah no five or four years five years Five years, Five years ago, ago 2012, I was and at... And she can't find it. I was, like, hosting this trade show. It was, like, this tech conference, and they get, they were giving away these, like, Bitcoins. I was like, this is totally meaningless. Right, of course. I would have thought the same thing. Oh, my God. I would have laughed, because that's what I, I do. So I never... Mad. I can't see the future so at all. So mad. It's just like this. There's a, there's a classic Albert Brooks movie called Defending Your Life. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. And there's this amazing scene where... It, it, the movie takes place where he's dead, Okay. And you, the premise is you get judged on your life and you see if you get to move on or if you have to go back to Earth. So um, they show scenes where he had a, a chance to invest in Casio watches before they really hit big in like the 70s or whatever. And they just and he's just like, now, I don't see that happen. You tell me the Japanese are going to corner the market on watches. See, if you told me the Germans we're going to do that. You'd have, and he's eating sushi, and he's just oh such a God. dick. And he goes, "If you told me the German, <laughs> then you have my money." The German, he's like, "It's going to change." I don't see it. I don't see it. So it's kind of that. That's what, exactly the way I would be if somebody told me about Bitcoin. I would just laugh in their face. And now, um, yeah, now we're all. Uh, there's sad. also this I movie. Uh, I, I literally searched everywhere, and I can't find them. Well, keep looking. I don't keep know. looking. In fact. Well, Quit you, your job a, and keep looking. <laughs> you've heard of Ripple, right? No. Okay, so I told my friends, I, I'm, an, I'm an idiot because I tell my friends to buy stuff and then and then I don't do it myself. Yeah. And well, it's so, hard to. Do you have, it, do you have to it, go it somewhere? Takes, no, no, I don't have to go anywhere. But um, it's if like... If you weren't in your 20s, I would really be angry at you looking at your phone, but uh, it's okay. I know, I know you can't help it. I'll turn it around. Oh, thank you. 
Was, Is it so down. bad? I mean, what are you? You texting back people while we're doing the show? No, no, no I'm not texting anyone back. Then what are you doing? What? <laughs> I was looking up the rate for a Bitcoin. You were? No. <laughs> um, so I'd be like, now you're being. I was doing some research. <laughs> no, XRP, which is the handle, it's gone up. I, I told my friends to purchase it. It was 35 cents. So cheap. Today, it's 70 cents a share. Why are you so good at this? I think it's 80 cents a share now. Why do you know this stuff? What? Stuff. How do you know to tell people to purchase stuff? Well, I, stock? Have, I get like gut feelings on stuff. That's amazing. And I know. And There's I don't, a Bugs Bunny episode about that where you can find gold <laughs> anywhere. And, <laughs> and then people put it to bad use. True. You got to be careful. Yeah. It's kind of depressing though because now apparently it's going to hit over $10. So it's... Now off the air, I would like you to tell me one of these gut feelings uh, because I'm thinking... Uh, because... You know, it's I, I keep thinking that there's a there's also this other movie, and this is what I do on the show all the time. I connect these movies. It's called Blast from the Past, and I've yeah. seen it a hundred times with Alicia Silverstone because she's my favorite, and Brandon Fraser, and he was in a bomb shelter in the '60s until he was 35, and then he finally comes out, and his dad invested in all this stuff in Apple. So when he finally gets out, and they go, "How much would something who bought Apple in 1965 be worth?" And they go to his friends in the start market, "Oh." I don't know, uh, billions upon billions, you know, like, so yeah. that's what I think about Bitcoin. Oh when you God. told me that story, what? that's the first thing I thought of. How much do you think that'd be worth? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> millions upon millions. Well, what's crazy also is, um, did you hear about the guy who like lost, I, I sent you the link. Yes. About the guy who like he threw out his hard drive and because his girlfriend yeah, I, got really annoyed. Don't with send me that stuff. Sign. It's so depressing. Oh Even God. though it happened to somebody else, I can't know about that stuff. That would make <laughs> that makes me so sad that this guy is right. He's still you looking know, for his hard drive. Well, that's what I just told you to do. Go home right yeah. now and keep looking. Five bitcoins on paper form versus a hard drive. What full is that? Of like what would that be million. worth? Four million, five million dollars, or more? What, mine. Yeah. Oh no way! It's like probably like I think it's like sixteen thousand a Bitcoin. Probably like, like what's five? <laughs> My math I, is I horrible. Know, I can't do math Sixteen either. times five. Oh, uh, still seventy something. Pretty sweet magic uh, deal. You got a hundred thousand yeah. bucks. You get those. Yeah, uh, find that stupid coin. Yeah. Uh, just um, really quick. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced its uh, winners today. Oh. Do you have anything to do with that? No. Well, that's exciting. Who are they? Well, everybody's been asking me on Twitter because everybody knows I made this movie about one of the bands that has been inducted, that's going to be inducted. It's called The Cars. Okay. Have you ever heard of The Cars? I have not. They do uh, songs like this, which are way fucking cool, and they should have been in the whole of the, uh, in the thing a long time ago. Yeah, so you do know this. Yeah, I know this song. Okay. I didn't know it was by them. Yeah, that's the, well, that's the thing. Uh, being your age, you've probably heard all of their songs, and you have no idea it's them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they used to write such good music. It's very strange lyrics, but really good tunes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a, you know, kind of a fun rockin' song, yeah. you know? Shake it up! <laughs> little keyboard action. Little 80s keyboard action. You know, that's the thing. It's very dated. Nobody makes music like this anymore, except people that are emulating the cars. But they are rock and roll, and they actually are credited with starting, um, not punk, uh, alternative, not, uh, would I get that right, new, like new wave music or something. They're, they're credited with starting some form of rock. To not be on the Hall of Fame up until this time is 
I don't know what their criteria is. I think that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is stupid, so I don't care. But I'm glad that they're getting inducted. Um, what other songs do they have, out of curiosity? Well, uh, they have like a, a bunch of them, but um, the reason why I bring it up is because I made a movie about the cars, so okay. people want me to... Now's a good time to somehow... I guess I put it up on iTunes or something, or yeah. Netflix, or... I made a movie about the cars. That's hilarious. But I didn't have their rights, so it's called The Unauthorized Biography of the Cars. And you didn't have the rights? No. So wait, how... You, you, they didn't, they wrote, didn't give you the rights? No, I, they didn't know I was doing it. Oh. I just made it myself. I play Rick Ocasek. I play the lead singer. Oh, I yeah. got it. It's I thought a, it was like a documentary style no, 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 no. and you followed I them made, around. No, no. I, I made a hilarious, oh, okay. you know, unauthorized biography oh, of the cars. Yeah. Okay. And I had to write my own song. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am now going to premiere the song I wrote for the Cars movie. Some of my <laughs> listeners have been waiting for this for a long time. I said I would find it. This is the song I wrote in the style of the cars, it's called How Did You Do It? I'll just play a little, I won't play the whole thing, but this is the premiere. And it's me singing. Great, I'm excited. She was a talented girl. <laughs> <laughs> too late to you. you have a really good voice. Well, I'm singing like him. No one could take her shoes. I think I got the keyboard coming in a couple minutes. But I'll look at you. I want you to yourself with your eclectic pride. Here comes it. Here's the chorus back up. With that Medusa stare you gave, we are frightened. You like it? Yeah. We only play it once in the song, in the movie. And she woke when we're on Live Aid. Who's doing the music? Yeah, I, I played it. I, well, I, I had a friend who played it, but I wrote the whole song myself. And I told him what to play. Wait, it's one guy? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's playing all the instruments. Uh, my friend Eric Barrio, he did all the music for the movie. He's great. Cool. Yeah, he's great. He's a huge car fan. We met online. <laughs> Nice. No. Oh. Wait, oh, what? <laughs> I have so, a big question. Yeah. So wait, how was this like a, was this, how did you guys meet on car, like, was that like an uh, online? J-date? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Um, like, there, was that like a cause? I don't like... remember how we met because it was so long ago, okay. way before any of that. I mean, I think there was Facebook. Maybe there was Facebook back then because I made the movie in 2008. Okay. So um, it's almost 10 years old. Wow. And I probably talked to him in 2007. So. Do you talk to him still? Yeah, sometimes. I wish him a happy birthday. You know, I still <laughs> like, he lives in uh, Rhode Island, so I okay. don't see him. But he's a really nice guy, and I really like his music yeah. a lot. And he let us use his uh, CD that came out as the soundtrack. That's hilarious. Uh, and he's a well, what's huge... he using it? What was he? Nothing. <laughs> so, you know. wow. Well, you never heard of him. So it's like, you know, it was a good deal. Uh, but he worshipped the cars and he was a really nice guy. So yeah. he agreed to do all this stuff. And then um, he couldn't put all this together. So I had, a, uh, I had another friend putting the tracks to this together. Actually, this. Oh, actually, he put this final thing. I had another friend 
because this was a little more complicated, although he could do it really well. I don't know. It was a mess. This guy couldn't <laughs> help me. Was, anyway, I got it all done. And you can see what I took it from yeah. were I was kind of combining these two songs a little bit that I uh, this is one that they did, which was uh, one of my favorite songs in the 80s when they this was on their greatest hits album when they were almost finished already but i loved when they rocked or rock in my world you know 80s rock you know it's what we had you can see the influence (laughs) whatever i know tonight (laughs) she goes He has a crazy voice, right? Yeah, you actually do a very good voice. Thank you. I've been planning it since... Like, you have his voice. I have been planning on doing this movie since 1983. So I was... I had this song that I was going to do in my head. I had his voice in my head. I'd been waiting a long time. Wait, so you filmed the whole movie? Yeah, I made the whole movie. How long is it? 84 minutes. You should do a screening of it. I have done multiple screenings. What? Nobody cares. Oh my well, god! Years I ago, would ten years ago. So you should do it again. It's time to do another one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think they've seen it because I got it to his wife, who used to be a a very big model, a supermodel named Paulina Koroskova. Have you ever heard of her? You remind me of her a little. If I had known you back then, I would have had you play her, because I had Miss New Jersey play her. Okay. Um, they're still married. They live down the street. That's how People run into him on a daily basis here. He lives on, like on Twenty Third Street. You know, like. He's always walking around. He's really tall and lanky and weird looking. And he's married to this beautiful girl. I mean, she's still really stunning. And uh, they're like a really good couple, you know, in music history in the sense that they've remained together all these years. And then this is the other one. This was off their last album that they ever made. And for some reason, I was obsessed with this song. And it's not very good, but I don't know. It just... uh, I guess I remember it so well that it stuck in my head. It's not one of their best songs. They've written so many other good songs, but this was on their last album called Door to Door, and I went to see them in concert, and they were horrible in concert. That was the gag of the movie. They're horrible in concert. (laughs) Their music's so good, but they can't move around. They're just really stiff. They're no fun, and that was the gag. Why don't you dream anymore? (laughs) What's in the way? And here's where I got the like you the chorus start a part. Cover band for them. Uh, there are some. I get emails from them every day. Oh really? Yeah, they're in Long Island. Oh. Yeah, they're they, they're. Uh, here's the chorus. That's what I had in mind. Like the curls in your head. <laughs> it's like they would always make these. You are the girl. You are the girl that makes me feel all right. You are the girl. You are the girl. Would you give me a twist? <laughs> you are the girl in my dreams. Yeah, so those kind of songs were, I don't know, I used to like them, but I mean, they were really popular. I played the worst example. Uh, they also did, um, I, you've heard of them like, I guess you're just what I needed, what I needed. Yeah. I, yeah, and my best friend's girl. Doo, 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 That's doo, that. Doo, 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 my best friend's girl. I didn't she know that. She used to be mine. Doo, 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 doo. Sure. Yeah. No, I told you, you would absolutely know all, everybody knows their songs. Bizarre. And, I didn't know that. But name. they haven't been around. Yeah. They broke up in 1988. 
Wow. So why would you know them? That was the year you were born. I was born then. in 92. Well, there you go. So I was going to say, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, why would, why would you know them? It's like when people, you know, people used to say to me like, oh, you know the birds. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I never heard of that band in my life. You know, this is in 1980. I'm like, you never heard of the birds. I'm like, they, you know, then you look it up now. Like they broke up the year I was born. You sure. know, like why would I know them or whatever? You know, it's just there's certain bands that, I mean, now I understand that I think Maybe Clapton was in that or something, but it's it's hard to know a band before you were born. I mean, now it's a little easier with iTunes and stuff, but I don't think a lot of younger people. It's not like movies, yeah. Where you go back, I don't think a lot of younger people go back and listen to the music. I don't think a lot of younger people are going back and listening to Dylan unless they're living in Williamsburg with a goatee and a hat, you know, or something. But I don't think people go back and listen to old songs. I think the way that we used to yeah. maybe because we had albums that's all there sure. was to do yeah. but I think movies you go back but you're still not going back to look at the classics that's why I always talk about this it's like a I always talk about how much life sucked when we were growing up and how awesome it is now that like you could go back and this movie was made way before you were born but you can go back and watch Back to the Future and that's a sure. fun movie that's an yeah. entertaining movie whereas when I was born if I go back to look at movies that were made before I was born they all suck every one of them sucks and they're not even in color so it's like it, it just sucks and there's so many good movies that came out in the 80s that are fun and yeah. you can go back and watch that hold up and are fun. And even if they don't hold up, they're fun. Yeah. You know, something like that or whatever. And then, you know, it's just better. But music, uh, a lot of it sucks. <laughs> like the older stuff. What what do you, what kind of movies do you like? Have you ever seen, like, what do you consider an older movie that you like? You know, I don't really watch movies. I know I sound awful. Saying well, I'm that. saying when, when you were well, that's probably true because in London, you, uh, I mean, when, the way kind of education you have, probably not a TV watching. Person. I never like I used to watch. I watched a lot of comedies actually. I watched like Forty Towers, and I watched like. So you watched uh, Forty Towers, and that was twenty years before you. Were, oh, that was actually the year you were born. You said, oh, you said ninety-two. That was around the early eighty, mid eighties. Yeah, I watched. And that was on all to, the time. I used to watch Forty Towers a lot, and I also used to watch. Um, well, my my grandmother was big into it, and she was also into uh, what was it called? Uh, it's about this old woman, and she's like. Oh, well done. You described it perfectly. Remember how you said you couldn't describe stuff and you can't get the things out? So it's about an old woman. Is it Titanic? No, it's not Titanic. Are you sure? It's not, it's not a film. It's a, it's a TV series. And it's... Uh, uh, you sure it's not? Mrs. Bouquet. Uh, Mrs. Bucket. Uh, so it's a TV let me series. Look it no, it's okay. No, no, it's no, a TV no. TV series it's, about it's an old me out woman. Well, how are you going to look it up? A TV series about an old woman? Yeah, wait. There we go. It's right here. Oh, what? Mrs. Wait, you Bucket. looked up, excuse me. You <laughs> looked up a TV series about an old woman and it came up immediately? <laughs> Pretty much. I've heard it's Keeping called, Up Appearance. Yeah. I've never seen it. Was it made in the 80s? Um, it Was it Judy Dench? No, no. It was uh Patricia Rutledge. Oh, she's good. She was she's good. She's good. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is. I just like saying that. Oh, she's good. Oh, it was released in 1990. Oh. Yeah. Like hyacinth. Did you ever watch anything like called the East Enders or oh, anything yeah, I like used to that watch East stuff? End. I used to watch. This is all we didn't watch this kind of stuff, but I mean, I know yeah, it was watched... very big over there. In fact, the girl that you're playing, Nation Street, and all that. Martin McCutcheon. She yeah. was in she East was Enders, in East right? Enders. That's how they. I just found out that's how they hired her. Oh really? But they didn't tell her they wrote it for her because they thought she got cocky. 
So um, that's hilarious. Yeah, isn't that cool? Because she's never been seen again she, in the movie. Did she become a singer? I don't know. I it's sworn. weird to have a be in a classic, you know, movie like that and then never be heard from again. I guess she does a lot of stuff in let me see in Wait. UK, Wait. but yeah, she's 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 a singer now. Oh. She's an artist. I remember because she is in Love Actually too. She is. Well, that's only a twenty-minute film. So, <laughs> what what's she what's she going to turn that down? Yeah, I remember her. Yeah, her songs. Because I, I oh really, her, you know her songs? I don't know them, but oh, I, I, I know of them. I remember. Them. I remember. I remember Martin McCutcheon more so as a singer than as an actress. Well, that would make sense. Oh. Yeah, I never saw that EastEnders. I heard it was good. Maybe we should watch that. That's probably on Netflix. Oh, it's not good. Uh, I mean, doesn't hold up. You have to get. You have to like. It's a thing where you have to follow the plot, and if you don't watch it from get from the very beginning. Yeah, but I would watch from the beginning. It's long. I don't know how many seasons they've got. They're, they're pretty far back, back dated. Does right? it still go on? Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's like a soap opera. Going, it's a soap opera. Oh, so yeah. it'd be like it's watching like, Days of Our Lives or something yeah, 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 like. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. see. I thought yeah. it was something like. Do you ever remember? Did you ever hear of a show called The Young Ones? Yeah. Uh, like, that was. A, well, I also used to watch. Um, oh my gosh, my head is all over the place. No, I go through this every I, day. I, like, I can't remember <laughs> your name at this point. I'm really bad at remembering names of shows. But like they've got like the old Greg. Do you not know what I'm talking about? The old Greg? <laughs> yeah, let me look this up. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know that one. Mighty Boosh. I, I, I don't know that one. I don't know that one at all. You I don't, don't know. I don't know Boosh? a lot. No, because we didn't have that here. The Mighty Boosh came out in. This is in the UK. This is all in the UK. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. The only thing we it's know so here different. is you know Faulty Towers and Doctor Who. That was about it. Yeah. You know, and that's a they would play it on the local PBS station, and that's the only way you see it. The young ones uh, became popular because they played it on MTV when MTV first came out. Of course, there's only like 13 episodes of that anyway, which is sure. why British they finally Netflix was the first place I'd been screaming at it for years that finally figured out the way to do stuff is the way the British do it that a season's only six to 13 episodes. Because you know, don't make seasons that are like 24 episodes long because then you ruin the quality. Yeah. So Netflix is so smart. Like Stranger Things comes out. There's nine episodes because that's how long it took to tell the story. There's no filler. It's beautiful. It's not True. like, you know, that, and that's why I used to say when Ricky Gervais had The Office, which I would never watch The American. Have you seen that, Extras? No. Oh, my I've heard God. It's very extras good. is hilarious. But when he did The Office, and it's only 13 episodes, that final episode is one of the greatest episodes I've ever seen in my life. Of, a telev- of an ending of a television show that made me laugh out loud harder than I've ever laughed and cry emotionally. And 10 years of Friends, and I've seen every episode, God bless you, <laughs> I've seen every episode of Friends, that last episode, I couldn't have cared less what happened to those yeah. characters. I don't know how a guy can take 13 episodes and make me weep like that when I'm watching a show for 10 years and they can't put it together. True. It's a real statement to show you what a guy that is. And if and I've heard that this extra is, is just as good and that that end episode is just as good as possibly The Office. I watched the first two episodes of episodes and I wasn't blown away, but I heard I was supposed to stick with it and it gets a little better. I was just a little, it was a little too much for me, I thought. Of extras? Yeah. Mm. I remember them vividly. I remember yeah. the first one with Kate Winslet and the second one was with Ben Stiller. Yeah. And uh, then I stopped. I don't know why. There's some good. There's some good episodes. Um, 
also with like there's like Peep Show and like that Mitchell and Weblock. They're hilarious. Yeah, I don't know any of those shows, and I don't think anybody does. You know, it's funny because on this show, no. all we talk about is TV shows. No, I mean, I was talking about Charlie's Angels last week, and I had a whole thing I was going to talk about this week, but I won't talk about. It. I'll wait till next week because uh, we were playing. Well, I'll show you what I was playing. Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna believe it. <laughs> Listen to this promo for yeah. Charlie's Angels. You heard of Charlie's Angels? Oh yeah, right? of course. This is the promo we played last week for uh, the brand new season of Charlie's Angels starting. Controversy over a white deer, details at 11. Tonight, aloha! Meet Charlie's newest angel in a three-hour movie special in exotic Hawaii. That's the best part. Yeah. It's three <laughs> hours, okay? Should we spend a day at the beach or at the pool? <laughs> She's a street-smart beauty It sounds like an intro to a porno. <laughs> Now you got a cute act and a real flash title. I mean, this is the real one. This is the promo for the real te television show, Charlie's Angels, before they made the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When Charlie sends the angels to his office in paradise. Yeah, where do you hear the guest stars? I mean, you won't know any of them. And revenge. You killed my wife. With special guest stars, Jack Albertson. Do you know who Jack Albertson is? He plays Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka. <laughs> but for some reason, they're putting him on Sweeps Week. Gary Frank, Cameron Mitchell, Vic Morrow. You know who Vic Morrow is? Yeah. Exactly. He, he got killed by a helicopter. That's what he's known for in a stunt in uh, the Twilight oh. Zone movie. You've heard of that? Yeah, I heard about what That's his claim that. to fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jane Wyman, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, I believe, is in all the... Uh, the Lord of the Rings and, uh, you know, James Bond. And he's the one I play up top where those two guys from the trip, sure. you know, Steve Coogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all going to come, come, Mr. Bond. Yeah. They're, like, <laughs> they're doing Christopher Lee invitation. Yeah. I mean, oh, this wow. guy's on the Charlie's Angels episode. This guy was so low down. <laughs> and introducing Charlie's newest angel, Tanya Roberts. You sure know how to make girl feel welcome. It's triple the glamour, triple the excitement, triple the danger. Special I can't believe this is real. It's real. Three-hour season premiere. I still can't. I can't handle it. Three hours long. I was so <laughs> obsessed today. I just did all this research on yeah. Charlie's Angels and all this stuff, but I won't talk about it today. But three hours, and I found out they were competing against CBS's big Sunday lineup, which was the Jeffersons, Alice... And uh, Archie Bunker's place. It was so oh stupid. Oh, my gosh. Three hours. Can you imagine? These shows are horrible. They don't hold up in any way. Three hours. I was trying to think if I watched it as a kid, could I have even sat through three hours of a show that I actually enjoyed? But three hours. That's insane. It's insane. And that they went off the air right after that. I mean, the ratings were just atrocious, and it was over. But... Um, yeah, so that's the shows we had. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, we had there was no sense of humor. I mean, honestly, like even like there's some there's very few like good shows nowadays. I feel like. Well, actually, I I think now there's a lot of good shows because with Netflix, it, everything's turned around. Yeah, I still watch network. Funny. I watch I watch everything in CW. Yeah. I watch all the shows on your network. Yeah. I watch The Flash. I watch Supergirl. Arrow. I watch Riverdale. Okay. <laughs> you know, I watch all of those shows. My entire. DVR is filled yeah. up with CW shows. <laughs> I mean, what, I don't know what that says. I really don't know what that says. I, I, I either a gay I man or a, or a ten year old boy. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I just don't really watch TV anymore. Let me ask you a question: yes. If you've uh, ever heard of this awesome song, because they just got uh, inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame as well. <laughs>
probably not. It's not like the cars where you definitely know it. It's just awesome. <laughs> guys should have been inducted years ago. They've been around since the 60s. You can't. I, I, I mean, you shouldn't know it. I mean, you know. It's the chorus. <laughs> I don't think the chorus is going to help. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. It sounds familiar, but I don't really know. I... This is the chorus. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's not your fault. They had they had a, a bunch of songs. I just chose my two favorites that I really like because they kind of <laughs> rock, and this classic one. And they had really groovy album covers that nice. you could like stare at, you know, get real high what and just called? watch the Moody Blues. Oh, you probably I've heard, heard the of name. them. Yeah, you heard the name, right? But you didn't know any of their songs. No. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. Again, when I was your age, I mean, I must have heard the song, but I would never have known the name. I, I don't blame anybody no, for I've not heard knowing. The name. I just haven't heard the songs. Sure. Oh, you're right. You. Oh, you're right. Right. No. With these, you probably haven't heard the songs. It's not like the Cars, yeah. where you definitely, where I, I was so positive. You oh, heard I've the heard song. this. Really? You might just think you've heard it. I don't think anybody hears anybody your age has heard the Moody Blues song. It's not like the Cars, which I was guaranteed that you know. Yeah, I've heard this. You think so? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it sounds really similar to something else. That's what I think. <laughs> but it wasn't that popular. Probably for me, because I used to play it on my AM car radio when I first started to drive. It has a really familiar, like... Well, that's why it's a good song. There's a sense of urgency to it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't heard the song. And it's, it's, it's then I think it goes to the bridge. Well, they're worthy of the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. You're not going to hear the Moody Blues. However, you probably did. I don't have that song because I hate it because I've heard it too many times in my life. But you probably have heard of the song Nights in White Satin. Mm. Nights in white satin. You've probably heard it before because it's annoying and it's slow <laughs> and it's like, ugh, this is how high were these guys when they wrote this? Yeah. So I don't care for that song. I'm sure they'll play it on yeah. the stupid Hall of Fame, but I like these later ones that move a little bit more. But yeah, I wouldn't expect you to know this, but yeah, I knew you were going to know. Everybody knows the car songs. They just don't know it's the cars. Yeah. Well, I actually heard of the Moody Blues, but I never heard that, any of this. Yeah. I, that, that last song sounded really familiar, but I haven't heard it. Mm, don't believe you. No, it sounds similar. It sounds similar and to I said else. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, it sounds similar to something else. And I don't know what song it sounds similar to. Uh, well, I there I couldn't I couldn't help you. But uh, well, you know, I guess uh, we should probably end on a little uh, you know cars action today, and 
I got to get that movie role. And I mean, I got to get it. Yeah. I, I got to do something with good it. Because I just saw a bunch of Twitter people like, dude, you got to get that movie up. You got to get the movie up. But I, I got to put it up. So I got it. It's it's just hanging around. It's it's done. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you should give some, out signed copies at co- well, uh, uh, after the Love Actually. Signed copies of what? Like, where do you put them? Why, why don't you on a DVD? Them? Yeah, put them on DVD. Where's people going to watch it on DVD? Do you have a DVD player? Yeah. You do? Yeah, you put it on your computer. Computers don't even have yeah, DVD do. players anymore. My com- I have I have Mac and it's got uh, it's Mac got a- is the worst thing. They don't have any DVD they do, compartments. They do. they do. It does. You just put it on the side. My guest last week, yeah. his acting teacher, Larry Moss, yeah. gave me his copy of his new Blu-ray. Yeah. Called The Process. Okay. I had to fire up my Xbox One, do an hour of updates just to play the Blu-ray disc. Well, my laptop has a DVD player if you want to give me a copy. But you must be the only person <laughs> that has a copy uh, that has a DVD player on a no, Mac. No, no, no. I don't it, know anyone every, that does. Every Mac has a DVD player. It does? Yeah. Well, maybe I should put it out on Blu-ray. No. <laughs> <laughs> can we do that? Just do signed copies. People can purchase them for $10. It's if you such come a horrible movie. It's such a only horrible if you, movie. Uh, only if you come to Love Actually will you be able to purchase one of the CDs. That seems completely fair. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that before. I think I fucked up. I uh, should have thought of that before. I didn't know they I'm were going to be. I'm telling you how to monetize these shows. Come on, man. Well, you are good at that. You are good at that. So I got to listen to you more carefully. Anyway, Sophia, where where are you going to be? I mean, besides Love Actually on December 19th out of the uh, Village Underground. Right now, I'm going to head to KTU's party. <laughs> right, right, right. Where's that tonight? Uh, downtown at House. Right. You finishes, are a party girl. Finishes at... Ten. Oh, I'm sorry. So you better get going. Oh, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, fine. Then thank you so much for coming. I didn't realize uh, you had to be somewhere. I Because I know you're a party girl, I'm always like, she's. it's only 8.30. She's going to totally be out until 2 in the morning, so I don't even care, or longer. So <laughs> Definitely going to take it easy tonight and sleep. All right. Well, good for you. Well, good. After. Yeah. Yeah. Please, uh, make sure you know, you're good yeah. for Tuesday. Plus, I'm not drinking. Just tonight or in general lately? No, just tonight. I stopped drinking for a little bit because I got a little sick, but uh, yeah. and plus I'm nervous about Tuesday, so want to make sure nothing happens. Anyway, Sophia, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you for having I'm me. I'm excited to work with you on Tuesday. Yes. It's going to be fun. You've been yes. a good friend. You're a good podcast guest. <laughs> and um, good luck with you and your DC gigs. Thank you. And good luck tonight. Thank Don't you. get too yes. wasted. All right, we'll see everyone next week on the podcast, uh, which might be David Tell and Gilbert Gottfried. So that is the plan. We'll see you next week on the Nightfly with Dave Jessica. See you next time, everybody.